All right, welcome to episode eight of the Role Model Podcast. Again, here with DJ K and your host, Mr. Daniel. Oh yeah, <laughs> sick. And uh, yeah, Role Model Podcast, where we talk about the good things of life, our journey, and uh, the experiences we've learned from other role models that we consider in our lives, and just yeah, wanting to fill you guys in on thoughts on current events and really our own, our own, um, I guess, our own journey as entrepreneurs and. Exactly. Youngins. Let's get it. Yeah. So today's topic is how to manage stress. Because we haven't come up on the last episode when we did that Q&A where somebody asked a question. Yeah, it was on tail end. Yeah, how do you manage stress? So let's uh, let's tackle this. So Kingsley. No, no, you go. No, no, no. no, 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 Okay, fine, fine. You know what? Interview. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So so how, how do you... What's stress, Mr. Daniel? Stress. Stress is unresolved issues. Like, what do you mean by unresolved issues? I mean, issues that have not been resolved. (laughs) Okay, well, can you elaborate on that more? Think of a problem that you have that has not been solved yet. Okay, so I understand, like, the base of where you're coming from. Yes. Anything like that. Now, for somebody listening, like, is stress only, is that the only way you can... Like, I guess, accumulate stress? Or is there multiple ways? Well, I, I mean, there's multiple ways, but really it comes down to, like, you feel, or maybe the feeling of having a, an issue, a situation that hasn't been dealt with. That's typically stress. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever had that before? Uh, yeah. Okay. How did like, you deal with it? I, by solving the problem. I mean, that's a simple <laughs> well, way. Well, yeah. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a simple way of doing it. But, you know, how do you manage? I, so I think there's there's different types of stress. Okay. You know, there's good stress, there's bad stress, right? Like when you work out, you know, there's stress on your muscle, right? Like okay, it's, yeah, you yeah. Know. Okay. So, because I, I think there's a healthy level of stress and then an unhealthy level of stress, and it's different for everybody. Okay. Essentially, if it's a good type of pressure, if you will, that pushes you to perform better and, you know, to become a better person, all that good stuff, that's good. But as a result, if you're experiencing like burnout or depression or anxiety, that's not good. It's not good. And so how do you manage stress? I think it's actually sometimes just taking a step back, okay. looking at the situation, just from a third-party perspective, bird's-eye view type of thing, and actually ask yourself, like, hey, what is happening? Like, what's actually going, you know? Like, so example, let's say, um, you know, I have a client, right, working in, in the finance financial advisory space. I have a client, and, you know, maybe they're, the client is going through a very stressful situation, right? So I have a clients where it could be, like, you know, it seems like they're struggling to, you know, pay their, their mortgage and, you know, they have their car loans adding up and, you know, they just maxed out one of their credit cards and now their kids want to go to school and their, their mom had just got sick in the hospital and now they have to help support her. So all these things are happening all at once. It's like, oh my gosh, they come to us and they're like, hey, what do we do? We also need to save for retirement because that's happening in 25 years and we have nothing set aside yet or only a little bit and our kids are going to school and, you know, how do you manage, you know, what do you do, right? So they're stressed because of all these situations, all these problems that have not been dealt with. And so it's just almost overwhelming of like, I, we don't know what to do. So you experience this other level of, of anxiety almost, or just this weight of like, I don't know what to do. What the heck? So where we come in is in this situation, it would be helping the client, you know, calm their emotions down a little bit and just tackle it one by one. Okay. What's the first issue? It's Kids going to school. Okay, well, what does that look like? You know, what school are they going to? You know, do you have a plan? We don't have a plan. Okay, well, 
Do you want them to pay out of pocket? Do you want to get loans? Are you comfortable with getting loans? What does it look like for you? So really breaking it down. And I think how to manage stress effectively. I think part of it would be one, have other people in your corner that you can go to either it's mentors or people that you can seek advice from or that you can just bounce ideas off of. Because a lot of the time, when you talk it out, you actually end up solving the problem yourself. Okay. Okay. Because you, you, cause you start like, as you're talking it out, you unravel the situation and you're like, okay, actually, you know what? I've had this a lot of time for me where I'm speaking and then I'm like, oh wait, okay. Yeah, no, I, I know what to do now. Like just as I'm talking, because you get those creative juices flowing, your mind is now working on a different level. Uh, Albert Einstein said, you can't solve a problem on the same level at which it was created. 100%. I believe that. Right. So how do you go to a higher level is by having conversations and by being around other individuals who can look at things from a unemotional, is that a word? Yeah, I will make it a word. Unemotional, <laughs> unbiased uh, perspective, yeah. if you will. So I know that answers the question, but that's what I've done for me. That's what I do as like part of my business and with work is help people lower the stress when it comes to money and finance. So then would you say that stress is a skill that can be learned? I don't, I wouldn't say stress is a skill because I think well, you can like, I mean, well, like, I mean, happens. I mean, naturally, like no one's good at managing it from the jump. Okay. So like, like over time, the more you have encountered it, you obviously will build some type of tolerance towards like, for example, like how you're talking about, okay, in the financial industry, like somebody came to you and they're like, okay, I don't know what to do with my kids. Now, if they've dealt with that stress, let's say when the second kid or something, let's say you have that second kid. When they, it's their turn to go to school, they're not as like, they're not phased by that. Right. That same challenge yeah. anymore yeah. because they're, they're already, you know, they, they know what to do they're now. through it, yeah. Type yeah. thing, right? Mm -hmm. So then would you say that putting yourself in those uncomfortable or not necessarily pulling yourself, but like going through those uncomfortable situations, well, then in turn, when you do face them again, you already have that skill. Or you already know what to do. Actually, mm -hmm. not a, as, as a skill, but you already know what to do in that yeah. particular situation. Yeah, like, I think it'll help create, and maybe that's the difference between, like, stress. Because I think stress can create, you know, a good kind of pressure. Okay. Right? You know, and there's a whole, you know, pressure creates diamonds, and, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it can be good if you're you're leveraging and taking advantage, learning from that situation. Right? If you're learning from yes. it, you, you get the skill sets, like you were saying, you're learning from it, then, yeah, it's 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 totally good, you know. Um, but I think you can also live in a constant state of, of that pressure, or that stress, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Really? Because. Unpack that. Yeah, because I think it's different for everybody, but at least for myself, not where it's unhealthy, but I think you're if you're constantly out of your comfort zone, you're constantly doing things that you're not, you know, 100% too sure of. Because, like, hey, doing the podcast, for example, like yeah. this. I mean, you know, we had to learn like more about how the sound set up and this and that. And it was a little bit stressful true, true, because true. it's like, hey, we got like a few days. We've got to learn this, this, that. Plus, I got my business I'm running and then I got to do this. And so all the stuff all at once. How do you, you know? Yeah, it is a bit stressful. But guess what? Is that that level of stress, that pressure forced me to learn, develop certain skill sets. And now, like, you know, for both of us, and now we're doing this. And it's chill. Now, like, we're not worried about like, you know, this, so our next challenge is, okay, well, you know, scaling the podcast and like getting guests on and all this other stuff, right. That, that will be coming down the road. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, if you're constantly out of your comfort zone, you'll, you'll, you'll always have some type of pressure that will be applied on you, which is not a bad thing. 
Now, I guess to piggyback off that, can you get, can you become stressed over a mistake? Oh, yeah. And then would you also, because like right now you're saying like you put yourself in uncomfortable situations, you're, it's it's a turn, I guess it's a chance for you to grow mm-hmm. in that particular stance. Now, when you make a mistake, is that also, like it self is inflicted, so it's an inflicted stress, but is that also an opportunity for you to grow? Or would you say that like, yo, you could have learned or I guess learned from other people's mistakes uh, totally as well? Totally both, yeah. I mean, most mistakes could be avoided if you learn from other people. But I mean, like, and for myself to have made a lot of mistakes where it's like, I just, I made them, but I could have avoided them by, by like, learn from other people. So, I mean, yeah, you could totally. So you can self-inflict the stress. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which one's better, to self-inflict it or to? Well, I mean, I'd rather not. <laughs> Personally, I'd rather not have stress. I mean, all of us would rather not yeah. have stress. Because, like, for me, like, I guess I'm asking that because I don't really... Like, I've never experienced stress, I would say. Okay, what, ooh, what do you... Because what is stress to you, then? Okay, what, so... What, you, what, is that, what does that look like? I guess for me, like, I, I, I honestly didn't even know what the word stress was. Because growing up, like, we never used that in our household. Maybe that's just, okay. like... Uh, I don't know if that's really, like, an African thing or, or not. But you don't talk about your problems. Okay. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever challenges you're facing, you just kind of have to deal with it. Right. And so it's not looked at... Because, like, when you... How do I put this? Like, if I if I come up and I'm like, hey, you know what? This exam is very stressful or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or like in that context, right? But just be like, yo, just go study. Right. And you know what? I think when there's a plan, you have you get rid of that unnecessary stress. Maybe there's a difference between pressure and stress. Yeah. Or, right? or I guess like, so in that sense, like I'm always like, every time you would say something, like it's always, how do I say this? Like I can look at it as like, yo, this is a stressful situation. Right. Like, Going up with my parents, it's like, yo, you're just, this is like nothing. Right. Like, you're not worried about where your next meal's coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. whereas, like, when, where they were growing up, because they grew up in, like, you know, Ghana and stuff like that, like, you were worried about certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, where your next meal's coming from or, or like, those type of things. And so, when you're like, yeah, you live in a first world country, you pretty much have everything at your disposable. Mm-hmm. Why are you stressed? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of how they looked at me like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, in my mind, like, I I never had stress, per se. Interesting. Okay. You know what I mean? Because, like, I didn't know what it was. Right. So, like, when, I guess it was, like, only later on when I started hearing about people, like, okay, yo, there's stress. There's, you know, throwing those words around. And you're like, hey, what is that? Mm. Right? Because I didn't have a terminology for that particular, mm. particular thing. Right. Interesting. Do you feel like maybe it's just because you didn't have, you couldn't pinpoint it, so it's like it didn't exist? Well, like, I mean, when you, like, by your definition of, like, you know, being in uncomfortable situations and, you know, pushing, I guess, stress allowing you to basically grow outside of, Mm -hmm. you know, the zone. I guess I would say, like, I have had, like, by that definition, you would say there's things that you'd have to, I'd have to step out in faith. Sometimes, of course, yeah, right, because yeah. of the and and not really knowing exactly what to do because I didn't have a right. game plan or anything like that, mm-hmm. and so I guess in that context, you would say you had stress, but there's nothing that I'm like, how would I say it? it's like, like if it was life and death, I I think that's what I would consider stressful, like when you put it like, oh man, I don't know where in the next money's gonna come for me to pay my bill, mm-hmm. that's where I would consider stressful, especially if you're like, okay, you have 
like you know your wife and kids or whatever not that i have any i don't have any like but like oh. if you had those people d- depending on you right right then i would be like okay this is like like you have like two yeah. weeks or a week to make this and cash flow then yeah yeah and, and that's and that's what i mean of going you know to and i heard this definition of stress like years ago of stress is just undealt with you know problems problems that you have not solved yet right? yeah and it's I like think- you know and that's what i think is if you have a plan like I, i'm thinking of situations in my life where maybe it was let's say in business um or my personal life where the okay. situation hadn't been dealt with or like i hadn't hit a certain target or goal or like a client you know whatever. yeah no i don't think i because i'm so like easy going like I don't but really and so am i like i'm yeah. i'm pretty i i consider myself like not too like high strung yeah at least for the most part so you know i'll, I'll sort of just roll with the punches and I, I still experience stress because it's at times mainly in business because it's just like, well, there's situations that I haven't dealt with yet. But the moment I realize too, the moment I have a plan, no stress because there's, there's a plan and I know how it's going to get resolved. So okay, even, yeah. even not even just the act of resolving it removes stress, but having a plan to resolve it can remove that stress. And I think, and just to be completely honest too, you know, there's definitely been even now where it's like, if I feel like I'm not working on something or there's no problem or like stress, quote unquote, so yeah. to speak, I'm like, okay, am I doing something wrong? Cause I feel like I'm not busy enough or I'm, I don't have things on the go or I'm not like putting out these okay. fires. So, Cause this, I'm not like, go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah. Dealing with all these problems and situations. Sometimes I feel I'm like, am I even heading in the right direction? Be, and that's not a, that's not a, okay, like that, okay. and I, that's one thing I, I right now I, I, I'm still dealing with an experience is like, if I'm not like busy on the go, if I don't have a lot of things on my plate, if I don't have a lot of problems to deal with, I feel like, hey, what am I really doing with my time? Because I, I like to stay, I like to stay busy. I like to do things. Okay. So I guess like, but are you, is being busy effective though? You no, know, that, and that's, that's the thing is it not, it's, it's not always right. It's about being productive. Yeah. And sometimes I do things to be busy that aren't necessarily productive, right? So then, isn't it counterintuitive then? Because like, yes. if you're if you're pushing, yes, okay, yes, it is. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, no, totally is. Okay. Yeah, again, that's, that's what I mean. I'm just being completely honest with yeah. like what no, no, I'm no, at. that's 100. percent And that's one thing I'm I've trying to work on. Been working on is like it's okay to have moments where you're not working, where you can just indulge in and rest. Yeah, like because you need to rest, right? Again, going back yes. to the whole working out thing is you need to you need to rest. Yes, yes. Right? I love them also. Like you know, so same thing in business and life. You need to have those periods of rest. Otherwise, your like and rest doesn't mean you take like seven months off and no. you don't do anything. Yeah, rest can be you can still do something, but your state of mind, your focus, it just completely different. You're resting. But do you think people like I'm not trying to like you know nitpick, but like we take rest at the wrong times. I think we can. Yeah. Like I, I totally think we, it's possible, but I think it's more that it, ha- it might, you might be more prone to do it in business than in a job. Okay. Yes, I agree. Because like th- the reason I'm saying that is the whole, I guess wave of entrepreneurship when it really took off in that 2014, 2015, that type of lifestyle, people, everybody was just showing like the cars, the money, right. the, the beaches, you know what I mean? And that's the type of lifestyle that was portrayed. And right. it was like, oh man, once you get this, this is like, you know, easy retirement and you just sit right. around and whatnot. But the ones that are, you know, for example, like Nike, Apple, mm-hmm. like those guys, don't seem like that machine's taking any days off. I mean, you might see the CEO where it takes like a week or something like that right. to, 
let's say hang out with his kids or go to like you know the family cottage whatever that is and it's like if you're not there yet and that's what you're if that's what you're aspiring to be at what point do you say okay yo he's taking a rest this is my time to go twice as hard because their foot is like a little bit off the pedal i mean mm-hmm. obviously they have more employees and whatnot but like i'm just saying at the moment like he's not participating for like let's say a week in that particular thing mm-hmm. is that when you should go harder or is that when you should also let off i think that i think that's when you should go harder and okay. it's identifying the stages of business you're in right because in the beginning you're you're in that grind stage in the very yes. beginning right yes. but you're not going to stay in that the whole time no 100 right? you're still going to you know work hard and right but it depends on your goals but in the beginning like yeah like you you, you can't take saturdays off you got to work saturdays right maybe you got to work sundays like you, you got to put in that you got to put in those deposits you got to put in those reps in the beginning to get the withdrawals at the end but it's also like yeah it takes time to rest into you know once a quarter or whatever right and yeah. i'm 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 a hypocrite hypocrite cuz i don't do that like i last time i took a break was it was in uh, like april of last year at least you know when it was. Uh, yeah, uh, and I was like two days. So it's, you know, it's it's okay to, you know, I'm speaking to myself because it's it's okay to yeah. like take a bit of a break. But you, it it comes to identifying like the seasons of, you know, those grind those hustle seasons because you, you you can't like you said, you know, if if other people are, I don't say other people because you can't always just be comparing yourself. But no. it just, it's, if you know that you're right now, you're in a season yes. of, of build and like lay the foundation, Yeah. then recognize that, yeah, you're not going to be able to spend as much time with your family, maybe, maybe as much time with your friends right now on that stage, because you're building that foundation. Now, building the foundation doesn't mean you're sacrificing your whole family and never spending any time with them for 10 years. That is not healthy because you're just, what are you doing? Like you can't, you know what I mean? So... So it just depends on the business and what you're building. But for the beginning, it's, yeah, you're, you're putting in that time in the business to build it to the point where you can just take a step back and do your own thing or sell it or do whatever. But one guy, Mitchell, when he's, um, uh, one, I think he still is a professor at U of T, but he's a big business guy, like rents, has a bunch of stuff going on. Really nice dude. Young guy. Um, okay. and he, one thing he says, speaking, I think he was speaking to university and he says, the reason why my squad and I we work during most holidays is because we call those hard. We call it, we don't call them ho- holidays. We call them harder days because that's when we go the hardest. Because everyone else is done. Everyone else is clocked out. Yes, that's when we work like you said twice or three times as hard on the days everybody's taken off because we want to create as much gap and distance between ourselves and the competition. Hundred percent. So I'm like, yeah, I'm with that because you got to do that in the beginning. You have to do that. Right now, what does the end look like? It depends. It depends on 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 the person. It depends on what does the end mean to you. What's the definition for yourself? Okay. Um, I don't believe in like being a workaholic, but I do believe in working hard. Okay, so but working hard doesn't necessarily guarantee you that you'd reach your goal. No, no. There's so many other factors, right? Yeah. You need strategy. You need vision. So, so then, why is it that people push working hard? Because they think that's what most people just know. You just put your feet to the fire and just go. Yeah. But you also need strategy. Because the, now the strategy, like, because you did say when you have a game plan, you do alleviate stress, mm-hmm. right? At least a little bit of stress, like the, mm-hmm. the ones that you can control. Does working hard also alleviate the stress? Uh, like in the sense like, of like you're accomplishing stuff, right? So now you have mm-hmm. wins, 
right. small wins to like okay. you know cheer cheer you on or or propel you forward because like that's one of the things too right like I I, I, I think I think I think it would yeah okay I think it does because it, people have a lot of frustration with that right when you're going and it seems like you're just nothing is happening mm-hmm. for you yeah yeah like you, you know well that's you want to have like what what's not measured can't be improved. That's right, true. so you want to have those sort of milestones, measurements to sort of know where you're at, because then then that way it's it's harder to get discouraged, easier to be more you know, motivated, inspired, encouraged to keep going and keep making it happen. Right when when you know that you're progressing, yes. right? Because like yeah. the the worst thing, and I've felt this for myself, the worst thing is when you you're working hard but you don't see any progress. Yes, yes. But maybe it's maybe it's actually not because there isn't progress. It could just be because you're not measuring it. So to you, it feels like there isn't. When in reality there is, but because you're not measuring it, you're not seeing you're not that. seeing it. Okay. Right. It's like it's like you know when you if you're reading a lot of books and all that stuff, you don't see you becoming a better person like the next day, right? But maybe six months later okay. you talk okay. to your old squad, your old crew, and then you realize you're like, oh my gosh, six months ago I was comfortable with that environment. No, I'm not because I've grown so much as a person. Mm. Right. So it, it's you know because that that's your measurement. In that case, so yeah, so because you're measuring it and from that, like that, then you can see the progress. But if there's zero measurement, then you'll never see the progress and you'll always be disappointed. That's interesting. I like that. That's my, yeah, that's my, that's my thought. No, that, that definitely makes sense because there are, like I said, like for me, I I do have a game plan if I have, if I don't want to tackle a particular thing. Mm -hmm. And obviously you have... Like, I don't want to say, like, you know, the goals or whatever, because I believe, like, I mean, goals are a different thing. We could talk about that different later. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you set, like, dead end to when you're like, hey, I want to get to this milestone by this time, and you're tracking it, mm-hmm. then, yes, I can look back and say, okay, well, six months ago I was there, and now I'm here. And, like, I, when you run into, I guess when I run into a problem or so, uh, before I used to get very frustrated and a little bit, like not frustrated, but like I, I yeah, yeah, frustrated because I didn't know what to do in the immediate mm. situation. But then as I have grown, it's always be like thankful for that encounter, mm. whatever that is, you know, right. like because um yeah, I think it was like Drew one time. I was getting mad because like I was like late or something like that. And I mean I was like, yo, why do people drive so slow when you're late? <laughs> Like, do you never notice that? Yeah, dude, all the time. It's like when you need, when you have so much time, people drive so fast. But when you're late, that's when they decide to like drive the slowest. Like but all anyways, the, all, all the immigrants come on the road. Yeah, at that, at that particular time, like they know you're late. But like the the one time, is, and he was just like, "Yo, man, you just gotta be thankful because you don't know what just like what just saved you." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you could be rushing, and it's like you could have gotten in a car crash, or you could have ran somebody over, or. You know, got a could have got a flat tire. Like all the possibilities that you know we take for granted because we're like, yo, I just got from I just got to get from point A to point B, and it's like you don't know what could have transpired in between mm-hmm. that could have like you know derailed you even more. And so like when you're, I guess I say that to say when you're facing adversity, obviously it's not fun, mm-hmm. right? And and when you're in that moment, like you're not being thankful for whatever. But I always, I guess sometimes I'm like, hey, well, if it was worse or if it prevented me from like let's say i made this mistake but then it compounded to where five years later i'm not making that mistake because now the the stakes are higher 
Yeah, and you know what, dude? Like that's and that's one thing I'm I'm learning as well. Like it's that's hard, dude. It is it's so hard be, to be able to almost sacrifice now like for what later. you want now. Yeah, for later, especially when you don't know what you're like because you feel like you're missing out now. Yes, but you don't know what that's saving you from, or or maybe you know it's due to lack of knowledge too, right? Yeah. Um, but that's the whole point of like faith and trusting is like, hey, you know what? It's it sucks a lot because you're giving yes. up that temporary whatever now. Yeah. For, for that later gain but 100 you ought to give it up now because it's like what if it's just not healthy now or what if it's this or that well yeah like i i think sometimes because when you're like how we're saying right like stress is like kind of the unknown right like a strategy you don't know now whatever if you could get whatever you you would dream of or whatever you wanted and it would just you know appear upon your hands would you wouldn't even appreciate it because like mm-hmm. like it's kind of like well when you toil like not toil but when you go through certain things like you appreciate that yeah that particular yeah. win or whatever more right because you you know what it took to get it but like yeah. and, if, and, I, and i think it's it's two things it's that and i think at the same time it's perspective actually it comes down to perspective because going through the working hard to get it yes. gives you perspective at the same yeah. time if you can appreciate like let's say um example you know, let's say someone you really looked up to, you really cared about, gave you the keys to their dad's like 1965 Rolls Royce. Okay. And they just gave you the keys. Yeah. But you saw that they went through, I mean, hell and back. They fought in World War II when they saved up money. They had, you know, 17 failed businesses and number 18 became like the McDonald's of, you know, their, yeah. you know, like yeah. you, you saw their story, right? Now you didn't work for the Rolls Royce. But you saw all the work and sacrifice that other people put in to get that car. So more now it's like a you know an heirloom. It's like a like a, it's not a car. It's 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 like it signifies something you know great. But it, would that be like so, a temporarily? Like I guess. So te- here's my point. Here's my point. Okay. Is they give you the keys to that, you will appreciate that much more because you know what went into that okay. to get it right. So you 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 would look after it. You take care of it. I think almost the same as if you worked and saved that money to buy the same Rolls Royce. I would like not challenge that because that's that's temporary though. What's temporary? But it's okay. What's temporary? Because okay, so in the same I guess token, when most kids when they turn sixteen they get a car, right? Right, like you know the parents take them whatever they buy their car. That first maybe two weeks, three weeks. This is like, yo, this is my baby. I'm going to wash it. I'm going to like, yeah. you know, check the oil before I drive, stuff like that. But then it becomes a mundane thing. Like where now it's like, yo, I don't even want to do it anymore. But that's the same thing as if you went out and bought the car. No, because like when you, if you, like how you're saying with the perspective, if I spent $30,000 for this car and it came out of my bank account and, you know, let's say you physically held the 30000 to hand it over. Now, like when somebody is sitting in your car, you're like, yo, man, you don't eat my car. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you, you have more, I guess, um, authority over it. Okay. I, okay, I see what you're saying. That's what I mean is is if your parents give you the keys to the car, you, you appreciated the perspective. Like, you had perspective on what it took for them to get the car. Yes. Then you would treat it the same as if you bought it. But if, if you had the perspective. Now, it might not okay, cost okay. you anything. Yes. I'm like, yeah, my dad was working for jobs. My mom did this. They did that. Yes. And then I got the car. But I see how much they've given up. I've seen them crying at night. I've seen them like you know save up money, and I've seen all of that. Yeah, right. I would. Oh, dude, you. At least for me, 
or you best believe I'd appreciate that. Well, and that and that's where I guess I'm kind of coming from. Where it's like you and I are cut from a different cloth, right? Yeah. Whereas, because, yeah, we would we appreciate have it because we yeah. And that's the thing is, is knowledge gives perspective. We've been exposed to knowledge true, at a true, younger true, age, true. maybe some individuals, yes, and vice versa. So we can appreciate certain things that maybe people can't. Which is why, and I had this conversation earlier this morning. That's why. People might say, oh my gosh, you're an old soul, or you seem much more mature for your age than you actually are. Yeah. Well, it's because there's a level of perspective that comes from having knowledge at a younger age because of exposure. Okay, so I guess to to kind of hit that on the nail, because oftentimes, like, obviously, certain things that we say are, how do you put it? Not, not everybody has that same, sure. I guess, take, right? Sure. So then how do you feel when people are like, okay, or I shouldn't say, how do you feel? But what's your take when people are like, hey, well, that's your take. Now we're going to cancel you. Like, why? What do you mean? Because like, if you don't, it seems like right now, like if you don't agree with people's perspective, they're automatically allowed to have a cancel culture. They're wrong. Why do you feel like that? Because they are. Well, can you elaborate? Like, you can't just be like, okay, they're wrong. They're wrong. Like, usually you get to explain your position and why you feel like, like, Either it's the cancel culture or if it's just people like not challenging, not, I guess not agreeing with whatever stance you have and willing to, I guess, um, mute you if you say just because you don't have the same opinion as them. Yeah, I mean, it's just a sign of immaturity, lack of emotional intelligence and just lack of any type of sense of dignity and, you know, like meaning for life. I think if, if, you're, yeah, if you're too sensitive to handle someone else's opinion because you disagree with it. Yeah. I mean, just live under a rock because you, that's <laughs> life is you will, you're surrounded by people who have opinions that are different than yours. That's the whole, that's the whole point of like, that's how you advance community and culture and business. And like, yes, I agree. Economics is by being with people who don't agree with you. That's why you have uh, conversations. Yes. Right. So if you can do that, then you'd probably be perfectly fine in a university and living in a communist country. That's pretty harsh. Well, that's the reality, bro. Because you don't have an opinion in a communist country. So that's probably where you fit in. Okay, that's fair. But like, even if, if you have an opinion, you can't even cancel them. There you go. Well yeah. to start. Point so exactly. you feel like that's just a... Uh, okay, do you believe the cancel culture is real? Like people actually get canceled? Of course, bro. Look at, look at social media, man. We, 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 if we, like, let's say we talk about COVID and how like it actually didn't exist and vaccines didn't work. And we talk about that the whole time. Spotify is going to cancel us. Okay, because like for me, like I don't really believe cancel culture exists. What do you mean? Why? Because, how do I put this? Like, okay, I guess it comes from the perspective of, like, the marketing side of me, whereas, like, there is no such thing as, like, um, a bad press, right? So if somebody's going to cancel you for taking a stance, because that's the one thing that we, I feel like, I shouldn't say I feel like, but in this, like, first world country, we kind of have is, like, Everyone doesn't is too scared to voice whatever it is that they really want to say until someone else stands up and then it's like okay well that takes a weight off my shoulder mm. I don't I don't, don't want to be the first one to say it but now I can be the backing for it you know what I mean and so I guess like we'll take like the people that went out to help the truckers for example right there was people on the other side that were like nah man those guys should go to jail we should put them in like concentration camps and, right. you know on all these things. And then there's the other people on the side where you're like, no, like, it's freedom of speech. It's like, you know, we should be able to do what, like, I mean, it's your body. It's like, 
like you can't push that narrative when it comes to, for example, the female side, right? Where girls are like, what's well, my body, my choice, and all these things. But then when it comes to someone else, have a totally different perspective on it. Okay. You know what I mean? So like it's if people take that in, they're like, okay, well, if we're not gonna cancel them, why are we trying to cancel these other people? Okay. So I'm, what I'm trying to figure so, out is so how I, does that... So then I guess like what I'm saying is like you're not really canceling because you're just all you're doing is that you're shedding light on what that person is saying and popularizing that that particular person. Right. Right? Whereas like, okay, well, now it's like, okay, well, I now I know more of what you said. Right? Or at least I have an idea. Like if I didn't know it before, now I do because now it's face front. You're trying to cancel them. And if I stand with you, it's my opportunity to then back you. So really, like, you didn't get canceled. You just got more, you just got, I guess, shown to the people that really support you or support the same okay. voice as you, if that makes sense. So maybe, maybe like, what I, I guess, just my definition of cancel culture okay. is, you know, an environment or a, let us say, maybe an environment where if you, if you say something that they don't agree with, they censor you and just completely remove you. From the platform, from the community, from well, that's like every platform. Yeah, that, that's 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 what, that's why I think. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I haven't done enough research, but that's why I think it's like, yeah, to an extent, there's definitely we have a level of like cancel culture, where because you say the wrong thing, you offend the wrong people. Now it's like, oh, okay, now we want to cancel you, get you off this. I mean, it's you know, you look at what happened with um, uh, geez, what's his name from CBC Hockey Night in Canada. The guy that always wore like the colorful ties. I don't even. Don Cherry. Oh, yeah, yeah, Don Cherry. Right, okay. He's like, you know, he said, you know, you people, and like, oh, that's offensive, and they fired him. Yeah, I think people lose their, you know, the jobs. The guy was there for freaking thirty years, bro. Whatever. Like, he just like that just lost his job. But I think also too, like when, like consumers have more say. You know what I mean? Then. Wait, do we have a question? Here, do oh, okay. No. But but like when when people's pockets are aligned with a particular thing, yeah, they can pull away from, you know, from a backing, and maybe that's why they got scared to let him go. No, they 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 didn't get scared to let him go. They just did. Really? Yeah, the guy's gone. He's not. He's not doing hockey in any Canada anymore. It's so sad. I don't even watch hockey. Like I I I mean I haven't watched it in, in a minute. But growing up as a kid, I love the guy. His suits, his ties were unreal. So the great Don Cherry, that that's that's actually surprising. Yeah, just because he said "you people," and it was offensive. So a bunch because a bunch of people were like, "Oh my gosh, it's offending me." They're like, "Okay, cool," and they fired him. Because honestly, like to me, <sighs> see that, that's that's my frustration. It's just like that's a lot of people that were too sensitive that just had money, and, and because uh, really, cancel culture only exists in the first world country. Dude, yes. You you go to you go to like India, bro. You're not going to like some village where they where they, you know, have one cow and live like under tin roofs and tarps, and like, yeah, that's not a thing. You're so right. That's not a thing. You don't go to no third world country, in like villages, and there's no worry about cancel you. What, what do you like? It's about? it's almost like we have so much, like peace that we have to make things, up. Yeah, just to kind of have tension. Dude, we like if you, that's such a good point. We actually have problems here that don't really exist. Most of our problems don't exist. That we they're all like self inflicted. Yes. Yeah, and I think that that's honestly, I I strongly believe everybody should spend some time in a third world country and see poverty at its worst. 
Well, like even for perspective, because you come back, yeah, bro, you're not complaining that your compost got taken out an hour later than you thought it'd be taken out. That's no longer a problem. Yo, you know what's actually crazy is like, yeah, like those simple things where people getting mad because the coffee was delayed. I mean, like, sure, I get it, right? You want to be efficient. And like, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's an issue. Yeah, but five minutes, bro. But, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, but it's like that shouldn't ruin your day. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. it's an inconvenience. I get it, right? Traffic, you're in a rush, you're stressed, all that stuff. I get it. It's an inconvenience. I agree, right? Even but me, like, I gotta check myself. Yeah, oh, yeah, me too. But it's like, but don't let that ruin your day. Like, okay, you do cut you off, cut you off in traffic. Well, you're driving a forty thousand dollar car and you're complaining that some guy. Yes, it's an inconvenience. I empathize with that. But like you, you travel to some different countries, some different situations, bro. Even just you know downtown streets of Calgary or Toronto, Vancouver, wherever you know you're in. Um, even just look at homelessness, right? Be in those places. It's like you will just have less to ruin your life. You will yes. just allow less problems. Sorry, you you will allow less circumstances to become actual problems in your life, and because of that, you'll actually have less stress. Think about it. Yes, 100%. Because you're, yeah, perspective and gratitude, right? Like, I mean, we we grew up in in Canada. That's fair. Yep. But we also have visited or have seen the other side of things. Yep. Right? And so I guess when we're speaking, we're like, we're not speaking from the fact of like, yo, man, we're dummying what we have down here. No, we're being appreciative on both sides because to be blessed to see both sides of the world. And yeah, you know, you, obviously you, you like the advantages that first world country provides. But also, too, like, a lot of the problems that are in the world are all individually made. And that, like, literally could be solved. Like, a lot of, majority of them, you know what I mean, could be solved of, like, just personally taking accountability mm-hmm. and going out and, you know, doing the due diligence where, you know, then you're not piling up on the next person or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the case is. But that's crazy that we've come this far just to, you know, make up things just so we can have some type of conversation yeah you know and and it's you're you're so right it goes both ways right like you know i look at you know being in certain places in and whether it's guatemala or india or even here in calgary like you know because my dad used to work on the streets right for the, for yeah, the yes food. yes yes hearing stories seeing situations and you know so i'm but i'm also not going to use that and and tell myself oh but it could be worse and live my life under the guise no, yeah. of it could be worse so i'm just going to work a minimum wage job the rest of my life because, yeah, sure, that's good. It's still in the yeah. top 10% and 5% of income earners in Canada. You, you know, like there's so much. You know, it could be a lot worse. I agree. It could be a lot worse. But I'm not going to not go after my vision, my purpose. Oh, yeah. Because I'm just settling of, well, it could be worse. Yes, it could. Oh, it could do. It could be worse. It could be, you know, if you're in a village, like it could be worse because you could have lost all your toes and only have one arm. Like that's worse than where you, you know, having all your limbs. Right, like yeah, it could it could almost always be worse, and it currently is. Yeah, right? and, and and there are people that even have it worse that are still propelling and, forward. Well, right? yeah, yeah, totally. So so you know it goes both ways because you know we've also been to Qatar where they have a private airport. If you're like VIP, and I don't mean like Britney Spears VIP, I mean like like you're one percent on the one percent VIP. You you pull up your jet, and a red carpet will automatically roll out from the private airport. To the jet, so your feet never touch the ground, right? It's surrounded by man-made oasises, palm like this thing's bougie, bro. It's insane, right? You got mar like it's 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 insane. There's so much money in Qatar, so much money. So you have that, right? And seeing that and being exposed to that, yeah, yeah, it's like okay, cool, that's cool. Also being exposed to having even you know, 
family live in, in poverty stricken areas um, in parts of the world. So seeing both. Yes. It's like one end. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm grateful that I am, I live in a country where I don't have to worry about, you know, where food's going to come from. I'm not living in yeah. like, you know, in, in you know, a, a really poverty stricken place. So I'm grateful for that. But I'm also know that there's so much more to life that I'm going to use the opportunity I have yeah. to move forward, to get other people out from where they're at. Cause I, I remember hearing at young adults one time at uncle Andrews, this one girl, she said, um, she was like, you know, if I don't want to have more in life because I don't want to take away from people in mm, Africa. Yeah. I remember that. Do you remember that? I remember Bro, that. I got fired. I remember up. that. I remember that. And I remember, yeah. I'm not going to name, I'm not going to name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but no, no, I, I oh man, bro. I got fired up. I went off because I was like, cause she was referring to business and stuff, right? How yes, like, you yes. know, being in business yeah. is being successful. You're taking away from someone in Africa who's not having it as much anymore because you're being successful here. So if you don't have anything here, it's almost like you'll, you're giving more over there, right? That was sort of her logic. I mean, it's completely flawed. It makes no sense. Zero sense. Because it's, yeah. Because it's yeah. like, what, what makes you think, what makes you think that being poor in one of the best places to live in, in the planet, that being poor here will allow you to help more people over there? That's impossible. That's impossible. Money, the world revolves around money. We live on an economic planet. And if you have not found a way to master the fundamentals of money and attain some level of wealth, it is very difficult for you to go and impact the next generation and other people across the globe if you have no money. You need money. That is facts. You need money. That and is so, facts. So thinking that living a life of lack and poverty is an honorable way to either serve God and to help people, that's not the case. Do you find that, like, I mean, this is off- like off to the left side or whatever. Do you think that's a lot of thought process of uh, a lot of believers? Bro, I think so. Because the way that we've looked at money is being in business and being successful is a result of me taking from other people. Like, where does that come from? Like, because I, I notice a lot of people in church like have that process. Well, it just part of it comes from a lack of understanding on, dude, there's more verses about money in the Bible than any other topic, than any other topic, more than prayer in heaven. Yes, isn't like a hundred and I forget the ex- exact number. Yeah. I just know there's more in the whole. So it's a lack of understanding the the purpose and the the fundamentals for it. And you look at and I heard this from uh, Rabbi Lapin. He said, you know, you, you go all the way back to like the 16, 1700s, um, A lot of Jews were pirates. A lot of Jews were pirates back then, and so and they would amass large amounts of wealth. But what they would do, and this is mainly in Europe, right? And, and sort of like along like in the, in the Mediterranean Sea and like Europe, Middle East. So what they would do to get back into sort of society is they would pay, you know, the, the um, dignitaries and, and the people that ran the municipalities and they'd pay their way into society. So they'd either buy the mansions or properties or whatever that was, right? Um, plantations, whatever it was. And they sort of buy their way back into society to live like a normal life. So instead of then coming back to the land and, you know, them being arrested, put in prison, they just pay large sums of money to be sort yeah. of normal citizens. Because, you know, they'd retire, right? They'd yes. end their, their, yeah. that part of their career and be like, quote unquote, normal people. That's where the term giving back to society came from. I actually didn't know that. So... The thing is, and what's sort of wrong with the phrase of, you know, you look at, you know, multi-billionaires or, you know, wealthy people, people that have a lot of money, when they, you know, donate to charity and all that stuff, most, what do most people say? And I'm guilty of this too. I, I made this shift a week ago, bro. So this is recent for me. Most people say, 
wow, look at so-and-so giving $10 million back to society. Look at so-and-so giving back. Look at this person giving back. Really? You used to say that? Yeah. Well, a lot of, a lot of people say, Hey, look, at look at Warren Buffett donated X amount of millions of dollars. Like we're so good to see him giving back to society. Oh, I just say, okay, keep pushing. Yeah. yeah keep it. Sure. Right. <laughs> but like the news or whoever, right? You, yeah. you see someone that's like, Hey, you know, you're giving, it's good to see you giving back. Right. Yeah. You give someone a homeless, I could say, Hey, you're giving it's, back. Okay. Well, what is that implying? Especially in business. If, if a multimillionaire, a successful business owner okay. is donating to a charity and you say, wow, you're, thanks for giving back. What is that implying? That they've been taking the whole time up until that yeah, point. Yeah, like they have more than what they needed, and and yeah, yeah, that that does imply that. I could see, I could see how that... very subtly, bro. We've got become. I've become accustomed to that, of like I'm gonna give back to society because I was pirating or stealing the whole process to get there, and that's the common conception that people have when it comes to business and money. Is you're stealing, you're taking from the rest of society so you can gain. And then you're going to get to a point where you can give back and recontribute from what you stole. Well, I mean, took. yes, because like I, I, I see what exactly what you're saying. Like a lot of people that come in contact, they do say like, you know, like, yo, basis is so bad. But like, you know what I mean? Because of Amazon, like when you attach a person to a particular thing and they're like, oh, but the net worth is like whatever billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And then you automatically assume that. Like I have seen people say that. I generally didn't care because I'm like, yo. I want to be, you know, one of like the top of the top. Like, obviously, that would be the end goal is to be a multi billionaire. So I'm not really look. I don't look at those people like, oh, they must have stole or cheated their way to the top, mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. Like, nah, I do believe that all of them, majority of them, like maybe they started with some like leg up. Maybe they started with sure. nothing. Sure, you know what I mean. But at the end of the day, they may do what they had. And here's the thing, bro, is, is like you look at, especially with media and culture, how many movies that have wealthy people in them depict wealthy people as the good guy? Never. Yeah. Right? So that's people's perception of money and, and business. So then you meet a successful business person. Your first thought is that movie, you know, Wolf of Wall Street or whatever you saw that, de- that depicts, you know, wealthy individuals as like stuck up white guys that do cocaine and, and like sleep around. Yeah, I could see. I could see how. Right. So I'm like, yeah. I mean, sure. That's the way it is, dude. I, I don't think I've met, for me personally, any successful business owner that is like that. Not one. Me neither. Everyone that I've met that was wealthy is genuine. Is humble, genuine, authentic, yes. transparent 100%. human beings. Real, honest. They're they're normal people, and they're willing to share. Like like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they, it's usually like I was I was saying this earlier. It's usually the people that don't. Like they're not wealthy, or the ones that hoard information, or hoard so like true. the the one like this bugs me. Like, I I know it bugs me because I'm like, yo, I can't be around people like that. Is like when I'm around people that are stingy, or it's like, well, you're taking away from me. Like how that that type of mentality mm-hmm. where I'm like, hey, there's no way. Like even like you know, the only way is like, yo, you have to make the pie big enough where like your share, my share doesn't it doesn't comprehend mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's so much money in this world that it, like me making like ten thousand dollars extra or twenty thousand dollars extra is like nothing mm-hmm. you know what i mean like when yeah. people like so like when i think about it, i'm like yo like there are guys that make billion dollars a month easily yeah. right and it's like they're not yeah. sweating you think they're gonna sweat like oh this guy made an extra thousand dollars or an extra two hundred so much that's the thing is is there's the higher, I feel like the higher up you go, the more you realize there's actually so much to go around. Yeah. Like there actually th- is not lack is, is a lot of it. It's just a social construct. 
not having enough is just a mentality and an environment you create in your headspace that you live in. Uh, is there's there there's so much like, abundance when you operate from an abundance standpoint like you your eyes are always looking like when you when you're you're already attracting that and so your eyes are always open to opportunity mm-hmm. when yeah. you're not close-minded and so like those things find you right like i mean when you're doing business with other people that okay have different capital than you they're willing to deploy capital because they believe in what you're doing not because like like they can do it themselves they're just like yo man like if you're on this mission i'm willing to support you yeah like you don't have to fight for those like you know scraps or whatever mm-hmm. but and and that's the thing i guess that's like a little bit of frustration that like when i meet guys that are you know they're starting the thing or whatever and it's like oh i gotta hide what i'm doing and whatnot because i don't want you to take my idea or mm-hmm. you know explore and i'm sure there's people that you know do that on on a, I, on a basis and I, I understand doing that from a strategic point of view like there's certain situations where you yeah like protect ip and all that stuff oh yeah if it's, if it's like that but i mean if it's like a, a, a strategic like business move like hey let's invest in this thing and then we can all yeah you know make like whatever x amount of dollars i'm like why would you not share that information 100 percent. yeah you know yeah. what i mean like like i understand like well it's like don't tell me don't then don't come to me afterwards where i've had to actually this happen this week don't come to me afterwards where you're like oh man I did that and I could have made more money, but I forgot to to take my money out. And it's like, mm-hmm. what, you're trying to ask me on how to solve the issue? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, but yeah, you didn't, you're still like hiding information. So like, I guess that, that's kind of like that. Like none of my friends are like that though. <laughs> or none of the people I associate with. Sure. Like that. Okay. Yeah. This is usually it's like coincidences it, and stuff. But yeah. Like, I, cause yep. like, I, I, yep. you know what I mean? Like you could tell when someone's like not being genuine. Mm-hmm. So you keep them at a distance. Yeah. Yeah. And you just sense it, man. Like you, you know, they they flex or this or that they're standing there go oh, I got the Gucci got this yeah, I got like, my you know look at my chain it's like cool bro like what books you're reading oh like I don't read books oh. yeah because like for me like I always like I I always have the mentality of like yo I would not want to make it where the people that were at your table are not on the same level as you. Like, I mean, when you make, like, if I'm leveling up, I'm leveling them up, too, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you yeah, find something, you, like, you gotta, well, yeah, exactly, because, yeah. like, there's no point in, like, you making and then you taking care of 10 or 20 other people, and then they become dependent on you where they can't mm-hmm. stand on your own leg. Right, yeah, you don't, yeah. You know, there's a whole saying, right? If you can't change your circle, then change your circle. Yeah, so, like, but if, if I'm, like, you know, if I'm leveling up and then, you, like, it's different if they don't want to level up. Yep. And that, that's, like, on them, you know what yep. I mean? But at least I'm giving you the game. Right, like, yeah, but yeah. If, if I don't give you the game, then it's like, okay, that's on me. Yes. Right, yeah. but if that's I give so you the true. opportunity, and you're like, hey, no, I don't want it. Okay, cool. Then, mm-hmm. then you know, you can't complain. Yeah. Later on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that. That's kind of like I guess my my thing with um my thing with people. But anyways, that was like a whole rant. Sorry. That was good, bro. This is good. Any any questions? No questions. All right, I think we can wrap it up. Yeah, here. let's wrap it up. This is good, bro. This is good, man. Thanks, thanks for hearing my rant, though. That was good. Bro. Thanks for hearing my rant too. Man, episode is episode eight, right? Episode eight in the books. Episode eight in the books. How to manage stress. Thank you yeah. guys for listening. Again, feel free to share, uh, subscribe, like, follow, comment, review, please, on Spotify, Apple Review. Yes. Give us a good rating if you feel like this benefited you in any of way, course. shape, or form. And share with your friends, you know, when, yeah. when uh, you guys are talking about what you learned this week or anything that was impactful. 100%. Give and, us a shout out. And yeah, post the stuff on, on the gram. Let us know if you guys have things you want us to talk about because we want to give as much value to you as we can. So don't feel, you know, feel afraid to shoot us a DM or, you know. Yeah, slide that DM, away. right? That's what they call it, slide in the DM. Yeah, but it's a very, it means 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a good night. Have a very good night. Be great. Stay blessed. Adios. Oh, yeah.